0: What's going on? Data? Osaka is waking. Hello and welcome to Snap Trek, the Star Trek podcast where we compare two episodes of the galaxy's best science fiction franchise, Star Trek. I am one of your hosts, Ross Webster, and I'm joined by Jen. Hello, Jen.
1: Hi, Ross. Hi, everybody. What's new? Hello. What's up?
0: <laughs> uh, what's up is I am absolutely excited by all the news that I've heard about Star Trek Picard oh, and Star too, Trek Lower Decks. Me too. That's, that's what's up for me. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about all of this.
1: Me too. I can't wait. It's, it's insane how much good news we've been getting lately.
0: It's, it's genuinely the best time. I'm so excited. Yes.
1: Very unusual. I don't think I know this game. What's it called? Chula. What are the rules?
0: We compare the episodes using a variety of categories, and for each category we select a scene or a character or an idea or a prop, which we think is great, and we award a point to that answer, which we think is the best. <laughs>
1: Aggressive. Adversarial. Competition. For fun.
0: We play Snap for points, but we don't play to win. The real prize is an excellent conversation about Star Trek and thinking about the episodes in a new way. Today, we are possessed by alien deities <laughs> who discuss two episodes which uh, find our characters inhabited by ancient gods. I was lucky enough to watch. <laughs> right? just,
1: I love that there's more than one of those. I love
0: it. I it's <laughs> <laughs> when you suggested this is a category, I was like, oh, yeah. Because that's kind of similar in both of them. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I was lucky enough to watch TNG Season 7, Episode 17, Masks. Uh, which I enjoyed a lot more than I thought I was going to, having watched it quite a long time ago. (laughs) Uh, What did you watch, Jen?
1: I was lucky enough to watch Deep Space Nine, Season 6, Episode 21, The Reckoning. Uh,
0: Which was a cracking episode. Uh, I really enjoyed it. We'll probably talk a lot about this. Commander, I would like to remind you about my poetry reading this afternoon. I wouldn't miss it for the world. I can't wait to see what he's come up with. As ever, we begin each Snap Trek with a lyrical recap of the Star Trek episode. Uh, Jen, would you like to go first?
1: Okay, um, this is my lyrical recap for the Reckoning, and this poem is called "A Father's Prayer." Prophets, please protect him. I am the emissary. I am of Bejor. I will not waver. I have brought the reckoning. Prophets, wormhole aliens. Prophets, wormhole aliens. It doesn't matter. They are of Bejor. I am of Bejor. Prophets. Prophets, please protect him. Protect my son. Protect him from the evil who extinguished his beautiful brown eyes. Will I ever see those eyes again? And if I do, will I ever see forgiveness in them? I am the emissary. I am of Bejor. I will not waver. The prophets will protect him. That's it.
0: Jen, that was amazing. (laughs) That was really hard. That was really touching. I really liked listening to that. I really felt like moved a little bit listening to it. That was great.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, I try. You know, I I started like doing funny limericks and stuff. But for this this episode with with. Ben, it's such an important episode for Ben and Jake and their relationship. And it, it's just so, it touches me every time I, I watch this episode. So I want it, you know, the, to kind of honor, honor that a little absolutely. bit. Absolutely. <laughs> and
0: that's the, I mean, that's the cracking part of The Reckoning is that yeah. there is this massive sort of space opera happening, but it almost seems secondary to the really important stuff, which is the relationship between Cisco and Wynn and Cisco and Jake and Cisco and Kira. It's so good,
1: right? Yeah, you, you have this like Armageddon battle to the death between good versus evil, and it's almost like a side, exactly <laughs> the, the B plot. <laughs> you know, is that the car race and the prophets are battling to the death? It's so know?
0: amazingly well, and to, to so good. as part of the ongoing series, it's just seamless. I mean, we, this is just a few phrase now for this episode, of Deep Space Nine. It's just seamless. <laughs> it, it's a standalone good. episode. Okay, it works beautifully in both the ongoing sort of war narrative, but also the ongoing religious narrative that the DS9 has. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. So good. Everyone should go and watch The Reckoning immediately having listened to this I, podcast. I
1: love it. Yeah. I, lo- I love the way they handle it too. They handle the development of, of, of Ben's um, relationship with Bajor and relationship with the prophets. And and this is such a huge Importance and step in that, you know, in his journey because that's a
0: massive change, isn't it? And people are always, you know, one of the things that people often criticize for TNG and Voyager is that season one and season seven are almost interchangeable. Very little is different between those two, but in Deep Space Nine, everything changes. And those, you know, Cisco, Cisco go through so much, but they set it up in the very first episode in Emissary. Right. He is being challenged to believe something which he's obviously not not comfortable with, and then to participate in it as well or be part of it, and then they just push <laughs> and push and push and push, and eventually right. he relents because the evidence starts building up and the 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 you know the story that he's part of starts playing around him and he recognizes it. Oh, there we go. Yeah,
1: and he starts, and there's been there was a few episodes before the reckoning where he. He, you know, I think before this, he he accepted his role as the emissary. Um, you know, you could argue there, there's other episodes of that, but but this is the first episode that he he not only accepts his role as the emissary, but actually uses his role as the emissary. You know, actually actually acts as, as the emissary. Yeah, emissary. You know? This this is what the emissary yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why he pissed off Kai Wynn so
0: much. Absolutely. Because <laughs> she was never more. You know what? Uh, the worst thing about Kai Wynn, and now we're just off on a complete oh, tangent. She's, I know. But she's, she's the absolute the worst. worst. And the worst thing oh, is man. she absolutely knows why everything she's doing is wrong. But she never oh, yeah. she never once is humble enough to say, "I am, I am wrong about this or I'm doing the wrong thing. She just doubles consistently. Doubles down. She doesn't care. She does yeah, not. She care. doesn't care.
1: She's so ambitious that it, it's not even a concern. Yeah, no. like she gave up basically a thousand years of peace for Bejor just so she can remain Kai and have one up exactly. on Cisco
0: exactly. You know? And
1: <laughs> like, oh, you are the worst, Kai. And <laughs> is
0: about to essentially, you know, give up his only begotten son. I mean, it's virtually biblical. Right. He's about to do that. Yeah. Ugh. We've got to start this. Now. Otherwise, we're going to talk about this episode, how good okay. it is. If there's points for just how it made me feel, we'd be dishing out these points. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But
1: masks, on the other hand, would it would get points a little bit more points in the humor category.
0: Masks does get some more <laughs> well. humor points, intentional and unintentional humor, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I actually, I did. This is just as good. I have. I watched it. I think I watched it for Star Trek hour a while ago because um, it was halfway through and on, the, on my Netflix on my Netflix application. And when I rewatched it again, I sort of noticed all the little details of when Brent Spiner is changing his character and changing his voice and the icons all change on yeah. his chest. I thought, no, they've, they've taken some time to do this. And I much more appreciated the whole Picard problem-solving plot, which we'll get into later on. I, yeah. I really enjoyed right. that aspect, yeah. whereas I think I wasn't paying that much attention to it previously. Anyway... Um, I did try and write a limerick, and it just became something else. So I'm just going to give you what oh, I've written, okay? Uh, I can't which wait. is only just <laughs> mildly different to a limerick.
1: All right. <laughs> An archive. Is <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> right. right.
0: An archive sets the enterprise quaking. Its decks into swamps are remaking data's mind may be breaking the torpedo's got snakes in the ship needs retaking Picard plays a fake king when ehat says Masaka is waking
1: nice
0: <laughs> <laughs> should have put the funny voice on but it'll never be as funny as when data's doing it
1: <laughs> oh that was really good that that was that had like a, like a Hamilton quality to it
0: <laughs> oh really I haven't I, I, well that is nice that is high praise I should definitely uh, figure that out. <laughs> Right.
1: Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, you can't beat the way uh Brent Spiner does. No, you cannot. <laughs>
0: voice. I think there are very few three words in Star Trek where you can instantly yeah. identify not only what the episode is but who is saying it and in what context. <laughs> <laughs> um oh, So, with those recaps underway, let's get down to the business of Snaptrack. We've got five categories. Um Jen, would you like to select the first category that we're going to be contesting?
1: Oh, sure. You know what? Let's start with what is the best ancient alien artifact in your episode?
0: Okay. Mask. the best ancient alien artifact in masks. There's uh, a couple because actually quite a lot of artifacts pop up, and I would say the the eighty seven million year old informational archive which has collected all this gas, <laughs> is an artefact in its own right. Um, but the artefact I picked was one that comes up fairly near the beginning. It's a small stone, tab, uh, not a tablet, a small stone, uh, ooh, what would you call it? An ornament. A small stone. An, an obelisk. Yeah, an obelisk. Uh, a small stone obelisk uh, with uh, some patterns on the back. And it just pops up into Diana's quarters, And, uh, I mean, it's it's an amusing conversation between Deanna and Bev about who left it there. Maybe it was a secret admirer. No one seems so concerned that that secret admirer could just wander in willy-nilly and drop stuff (laughs) around. Maybe Will left it. It's not his style. Maybe it was a secret admirer. And then later on, it pops up in Picard's ready room, and he's using it to help decode what's going on. Um, So I like that one because it it has a little travel. It comes up it's the first sort of weird thing that happens the little icons dance around on it and you can see them developing and you get the idea that something weird is going on and then later on picard uses it to help solve the mystery so my favorite artifact is the very small stone obelisk that pops up in diana's quarters at the very beginning
1: yeah it's important for the plot too uh, because she she you know she recognizes the symbol uh then on the mask that data makes she that does. play in the art in the art yes. room. <laughs> and then then there's a the fun like Data, were you in my quarters? Yes,
0: I yes, that <laughs> was a good bit. So, so she, <laughs> like,
1: how can anyone just get So she was concerned. Quarter, what if anyone
0: could get it, it would be data. I mean he'd have no trouble working around yeah, security yeah. or just pulling the door open. Right. uh were you my, were you in my quarters? Like, no no i wouldn't be in your course i wouldn't do that to you but you didn't seem too concerned right. she was like oh,
1: yeah game
0: for somebody's yeah, left yeah, okay
1: it wasn't you. It was someone else
0: if i came home I... and found one in my house i'd be concerned
1: oh i'd be freaking out yeah <laughs> like who was here who left this weird statue maybe it was a secret
0: admirer i'll say <laughs> thinking, <"What?" laughs> secret,
1: secret, any secret admirers can leave their um <laughs> their trifles on the doorstep <laughs> for me next time, instead of you know <laughs> entering, you know, showing that they can enter my living space. Yeah. But I I do like that little um, that that little line where she like that you mentioned that she knew Will hadn't left it. Like that's not something Will, that you know that's not Will style. That's not yeah. something that Will would leave, uh-huh. <laughs> which I thought was was a sweet little you know knowing someone well
0: yes enough to
1: know that. Um, and then just the ooh, maybe a secret admirer. You know, they like, oh, that's that's a fun mystery. That's, to, that's to, a creepy to solve mystery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's interesting how yeah, I, I, and it and it and it was a good it was a good way to introduce the idea of this weird probe thing yeah. just. Like,
0: it's starting to, it's not just it's a, an artifact yeah. out in space. It's doing something to the yeah, ship. Yeah, Cue mysterious yeah. panpipes. Yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> or like, what was it before? Because isn't it transferring matter into other things? Yeah,
0: she would She no, would have realized Yeah, it was something, yeah, from her, desk. her favorite chocolate cake plate or something, you <laughs> right. can't find it <laughs> yes. anywhere. And it's, it's, a vibe. Yeah, exactly, yeah. it's become this other That's thing. thing. Um, yeah, so that was my favorite one and I liked it. Uh That's what good. about you? What was your best ancient alien artifact?
1: Okay, so there's really only 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 one of concern in, in this episode, and that is the as Dax put it, it's a slab of stone with some writing on it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, she really doesn't so, take this to heart, does she? Yeah, she? really she's isn't exactly. she's not on board of this.
1: <laughs> right. She's just like, okay, we'll translate it. But yeah, and it's not it's not particularly um notable in any way really like it's not it's not very ornate there's nothing particularly you know aesthetically pleasing about this this slab of stone um but but what's interesting is what's written on it you know it it says starts out with welcome emissary and considering the fact that it's uh uh, of how you know how old it is (laughs) that's interesting um but this artifact is cool because it doesn't have to be it's not really meant to be beautiful it's more functional. And the function of this ancient alien artifact is to contain apparently a prophet and a parae mm. are enclosed in this stone. So it's a pretty powerful uh object <laughs> of which you know and, and apparently uh they couldn't be released until the emissary smash i guess that was the, the, the I uh, wait, idea was that he would smash it 10, and release years. them right,
0: right. <laughs> and they just sit and they're just in there i mean are they all right with that they're asleep yeah, you know, I, did, I did wonder right. what yeah, they, what was going on with are them. they
1: together like it didn't look like they were yeah. two separate you know like they must have uh, been vessels. Chatting.
0: yeah <laughs> you know they're right in the middle of playing 20 questions and he just smashes it open and <laughs> it's time but yeah they both seem very I guess, annoyed i guess
1: when they're not corporeal they can't fight each other that's you know, true they just existing as gas <laughs> red and blue gas yeah exactly
0: <laughs> I, th- I thought when uh, kira was uh possessed she had a Zool quality from ghostbusters
1: yes yeah I well, I that they, definitely they were chan- channeling that yeah. yeah
0: um I really liked all the little icons that had been carved onto the, um, onto the, onto the artifact. And I loved it when they were translating it as well. And you had ancient Bajoran and they translate the yeah, to modern Bajoran.
1: The difference yeah. between the ancient and modern. I, I really liked yeah. that little
0: detail. And I thought the actual thing itself was quite, you know, fairly big and imposing. I thought it was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it looks like it looks pretty good. I'd forgotten that Cisco smashes it. Um, oh. And so <laughs> when he did, I was like, oh. It was a, Pretty, pretty good. And when the, when the things came out, I thought, that's great because all the way through, Dax has been, this is boring. It's just a piece of stone. I'm right. Not interested in this. I'm like, ah, ha, ha, there were aliens in there and she didn't see. <laughs> oh, she should have been interested in that.
1: All this equipment and she couldn't detect <laughs> exactly. these beings exactly. inside the stone.
0: <laughs> and, what, and that is super mysterious. Yeah. Because are they trapped in there or are they yeah. just waiting in there? Because both right. of them, time means nothing. So if they wait for a million years, it's the same yeah. as waiting for oh, a minute and they don't care.
1: but uh yeah and and it's interesting too i mean when he smashes it because this is i i I hate to give kai win any credit on anything but i kind of get her point in the beginning about removing the artifact from Yeah, you know how 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 they would take that even if it is the emissary taking it you know just especially after being you know they're being occupied by you know, Cardassian I, I do
0: it. agree with that, oh, the, that that's a know, legitimate point. The
1: treasures they probably yeah. lost, you know. So, I, and I agree. So, I it, it's it's hard for me to admit that I went at a point of, and even got you know Shakar Shik- to agree with yeah. her on something, which is rare. But uh, when he destroys it, so when he destroys it, it's like, oh, even if this was what he was supposed to do for the prophets? This is not going to. Uh, sit when he well.
0: destroyed it, I <laughs> With thought
1: the Kai and Shikar and everybody. I did else. think,
0: what would I do? Would I lie uh, about that? Like, oh yeah, the the station yeah. shook. <laughs> One of those tremors from the wormhole. It just fell over. Right. Oh. What a tragedy! What a tragedy! Oh, well,
1: especially since after Jet Z is like, yeah, you could send it back because I have, you know, I took hollow images of it, and I could continue my research <laughs> with the hollow images. So it's like, oh, it could have been back and safe, and you know, <laughs> and from this 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 really important site, the, the you know Bahala is, is, you know, this 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 archaeological you know, uh, treasure and, oh man. And they, and they trusted the emissary to take this artifact back to D space nine. I, and, loved oh. I loved it. I <laughs> loved it. Was, it was so embarrassing for it, but, but yeah, I, I it was the will of the prophet.
0: <laughs> it was <so. laughs> kept saying it. It didn't convince, didn't convince anyone except him though. He was definitely convinced by didn't
1: that. Convince anyone, yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing too. I mean, honestly, when he had that, ar- that argument with, with the Kai, after she found out it was destroyed, that's another time i hate to be on the kai side of anything but but religious people no, not in general but 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 re- religious figures use the will of the gods to describe yeah. any ma- mm-hmm. you know amount of horrible thing that they do so it's like oh yeah sure the prophets wanted you to smash this priceless yeah. artifact. Which okay sure but you don't know why or what, you know, and there's still, you know, floods in the, but, know, whatever but, that's it. but she's using those floods <laughs> as an
0: excuse to like demonstrate she's right. But actually yes. Cisco was right. Right. And unfortunately, right. Yeah. They are just a mysterious race, aren't they? They're a mysterious species who haven't explained right. what they're doing, but they are intertwined with Bajor and they're intertwined with Cisco and they've got this path that's unfolding. Right. And the, that's the thing with Kira. She has a lot of, she has lots of I don't know. She has lots of belief, but she has no faith. I suppose she doesn't have faith in the prophets because she doesn't follow what they want. No, Kira. Kira so I meant not win. I don't know why I said Kira. Um, oh, she, she has like that belief. She 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 okay. believes oh, yeah. in the prophets. Oh, no, she no, believes they no, no. like, yeah. have power, but she has no faith in them because their their story is unfolding and right. she can't be part of it. That's great. Anyway, he's right. Out.
1: And you're right. And she's 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 using the um, natural disasters too, just for her, yeah, in her favor. You know, so she doesn't really like she doesn't care she no, doesn't care about
0: she just wants to one up one up Cisco
1: anybody better.
0: If it comes to points, I you know I, I like the I like the little stone artifact in Deanna's quarters, but I absolutely love the and tablet. I love the story, I love the plot of it. I love it. I love what's happened to it. I, I love those aliens in it. I love it. So my point definitely goes to the reckoning for this.
1: Oh, that's funny. My point's going to mass for this one.
0: Oh wow. Uh,
1: <laughs> I I mean the stone. I, I'm I'm underwhelmed by the stone tablet itself. You know, there's nothing really remarkable about it to me. You know, and to my aesthetics. But the thing I like about the artifact in mass is the neat idea of it just just slowly but surely. Yeah changing the enterprise into its own image and i just i think that's so neat and they you know know, this race
0: aqueducts and uh swamps (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah, right but just you know each artifact that they see becomes a clue Mm. to the solve the mystery and i like that i like that um part of it so well Well, point to mask for me there
0: we go there we go (laughs)
1: A split decision in round one. I know, I know. <laughs> um,
0: okay, then, round two. If we select best translator, who's the best translator?
1: Okay, so we have my girl, Jazia Dax, translating for us in this episode.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Cisco brings, you know, the stone tablet, and she's underwhelmed by it, too, it seems. You know, like I said, it's the slab of stone. It's a <laughs> But I think I think they have uh, Jazia playing, you know, the devil's advocate for mm-hmm. all the you know prophet stuff in general. It's the, yeah. This episode, you know, so it's not.
0: Yeah, she's the know, grounded. Like, like she's yeah. the yeah. She's
1: like, not we're buying willing, into any of you know,
0: this. So let's see what yeah. we can see. Not see what we can think. Right.
1: And and I and I like her little exasperation when she knows she doesn't have very much to go on to translate this thing. But you know, it, she's a she's the science officer, so she has to mm-hmm. be fluent in, in every science. <laughs> that's that, yeah, you know, that's that true. In, she's has to do everything. <laughs> right?
0: Can, can so you imagine starts- if, if you were a science officer on a, on a starship? Oh, what's, yeah. What's your specialty? <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's not this. Right. I'm, a, I'm a
1: quantum. Yeah. yeah, I'm a quantum physicist.
0: Yeah, and I'm, I'm, doing I'm
1: doing
0: a I'm in the wrong, I'm in the wrong car. I should be downstairs. Right. <laughs> uh,
1: but she. So she. Yeah. So she doesn't have very much to go on. She starts with the monk's translation program that he has in in Bahala, and uh, she creates a, her own translation matrix. Pretty quickly it mm-hmm. seems, and she gets the gist of of the uh, inscription pretty quickly. There, there, there's some a funny little scene where. Uh, <laughs> there's one she can't she can't tell if Bajorans will either suffer horribly or eat fruit during the reckoning <laughs> <laughs> at this point it's pretty obvious you know she's just like she's like my money's going on <laughs> and suffer horribly based on everything we know. So
0: that is that was a funny line <laughs> even in all the seriousness of what was happening that was a funny yeah. line I like the fact <laughs> it was like they're discussing translation, and they're discussing what it could mean. Yeah. You've got to get Cisco's point of view because he has more into interna- he has more sort of innate knowledge. And there's some of it the tablet's been rubbed off. I did think that was a bit uh, that was a little bit lax to have this ancient tablet that survived for ten thousand years. But the really crucial bit about what to do has been eroded. <laughs>
1: right, um, right. Know,
0: perhaps uh, they need a bit more foresight the next time. Make a tablet out something a bit <laughs> more longer lasting. Uh, perhaps fortanium, uh, which is what the Eighty-seven million-year-old archive was made out of. Um, yeah, that lasts. That lasts.
1: <laughs> so yeah, so she does a really a pretty good job as translator, uh, without having too much to go on, and considering that linguistics isn't her mm-hmm. specialty. <laughs> so, gotta give her credit. She did for that. well. She did well. But in but in the end, they didn't really need the message anyway, because uh, it was just. Ben feeling the, the will to, to, smash. to yeah. smash it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll smash yeah. the tablet and and they were good to go. It doesn't really matter yeah, what Can
0: you imagine that was an excuse? <laughs> to use. I just really felt like I had to destroy it. I thought, Ross, what <laughs> happened to your computer? I just had this <laughs> urge. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Je- and Jessica Je- 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 Je has that great line. She's like, she's like, Ben, I get that <laughs> urge a lot, but I don't you yeah. know, act on it, you know, or whatever. <laughs>
0: That's so good. Um,
1: (laughs) so how about for mass
0: for best translator so I had a couple of choices so data was the initial translator Mm -hmm. Uh, nice rhyme there um he he was able to identify the icons which were floating around the uh yeah. the Darsay icons which are floating around on the computer screens and he was sort of naming some of them he just knew and them innately
1: were, like it just
0: yeah exactly and he didn't know why yeah. and this was all part of the changes that were going through with him
1: that was um, so
0: that was quite interesting yeah. but my my choice is um is picard mm-hmm. because yep. he didn't just he didn't just sort of translate. It was, it was very much, he drew on all of his archaeological skill to right. decipher what was going on, to place the culture in a proper context to decide whether this was a myth or a story or, uh, you know, was it, a, you know, what was going on? Um, he knew classic stuff like the four cardinal compass directions appear in all sorts of cultures. Yeah. He linked the symbolism of Kogano and Masaka with sort of the, the moonrise and the sunrise, and he figures out who Kogano is in relation to Masaka. And right. then of course, he sort of you know chops it up and, and has a go at being Kogano. So for, for me, Picard was the best translator. I absolutely loved that he used those archaeological skills um mm-hmm. and and just you know looking at the little bits and pieces everything piecing together very slowly and him being the guy who really feels like he does know like this is his moment to shine even though he's the captain of the ship and makes great decisions all the time this is his specific skill which he has been developing alongside for years and years oh, yeah. i loved it i love the fact you know. he was a great translator
1: yeah that is his wheelhouse <laughs> yeah. that sort of thing yeah i love that i, too. I love him. it you know yeah Figuring everything out step by step. He also uh, does a good. Um, he also does good translating what the different data personalities are telling him. Yes. Too. he does a really good P- job with that, like saying, "Oh, P- piecing it all met. together." You know yeah. And you're talking about this, and now I need to speak to this, you know, personality, so we can find out, you know, the next piece of the puzzle. And he does yeah. a, re- a really good job piecing it all together. Ah, he's awesome in this episode.
0: It was- and it was very... I think this is why, maybe why masks struggles. It is quite out there as an idea. And actually, even when they solved the problem, you come away not being entirely sure what the problem was.
1: <laughs> right.
0: The, the, the ship was transforming, but we don't know why.
1: Why, yeah. We, the
0: the aliens why. were there, but were they actually aliens or were they just myths of aliens? And why were they doing any of this? I you know, he's yeah, do we to have not- an
1: inner light situation here, or what? <laughs> they didn't exactly. Really go into it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it, you never really knew. Are these real, real yeah. aliens, like alien gods, or are these just ideas of alien gods that have been given life via the replicators and via via data? Via data. It was a very strange, strange and if story. They did-
1: wake masaka like how did they wake masaka what if they didn't wake wake masaka you know what i mean
0: exactly like, I mean, it's,
1: not, it's not really too clear what what the point of the, the for the alien probe was
0: yeah exactly oh, it's like finding yeah. a, an earth probe in ten thousand years and the first is like thor's coming and then right. somebody turns out with a massive hammer and starts <laughs> bolting lightning everywhere like whoa what's the point of this
1: oh man that's funny yeah and, and, yeah, I really, really enjoyed Mass when when I was younger. When I was a, when I was a kid, uh, I was really, really into mythology, mm-hmm. and the, so this really this this episode really <laughs> stuck out to me. I love the idea of them transforming the ship. I love the idea of having them them having to play, you know, Picard and and, yeah. Masa- and having to play the part, you know, against Masaka and and it was re- and just you know how they figured everything out, but. And then when I got older, you know, it starts to you start when you when you when, when you put any sort of magnifying glass to, to any part of it, it starts to fall apart a little bit.
0: It does, um, it does fall apart, <laughs> but I still enjoyed it. I still enjoyed the parts I enjoyed. Even yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. That's how I think now. Yeah.
0: Um, if so, we think about point right. ten, what are we what are we thinking?
1: Oh, Picard. For sure, I, I feel I feel
0: it does have to be Picard because he is—he didn't just translate; he deciphered, he uncovered, yeah. he participated. Yeah. You know, he really went for it, and I, I really, really enjoyed it.
1: He used all of his knowledge yeah. too, like his specific knowledge. Like this is something not every captain would have been great at. Nope. You know, like Jadzia Je- created a computer program, which. It, don't get me wrong. I know how how challenging that is, uh, but it's different than having the specific knowledge for the specific problem. With you know,
0: yeah, <laughs> L- linking because- the symbols Wait, together, yeah, knowing that yeah. cultures use these symbols in certain ways, uh, yeah. knowing that they have a relationship that might transcend across the different cultures. It's right. it's great. It's really good.
1: Yeah, it's great. It, it's one of the one of the best things about mm. about math. All right.
0: Uh, It's your choice, isn't it? I'm up. Yes, for round three.
1: Oh, okay. Round three, we're going to do best line, but with a twist. We're going to do best possessed alien line.
0: (laughs) Best possessed alien line. Okay. So there's a couple of good lines. I mean, my favorite line of the show is when E-Hat is like the standout. Apart from Masaka, who you hear about a lot, but you don't hear from very much. Ehat is the standout possessed alien character, and he's very much there's a very sort of demonic aspect to him. And he gets more and more worried as it goes on. It could have been very interesting to see them try and exercise him, you know, that it could have been a very different episode if Ehat had been persistently trying to remain inside data. But he was a very strange fellow, but eventually starts giving up information, and sort of Picard makes a Picard has a sort of relationship with him.
1: yeah, I see him being like like the puck.
0: Yeah, very <laughs> much, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah
1: absolutely. Um,
0: <laughs> and he gives out a few sort of mysterious lines of mythology, but as things start coming together, yeah. one of the things he said is uh, when he's talking about Masaka's father, legend has it she chopped him up and used him to make the world, which I think is just such a wonderful <laughs> creation myth you know our our, yeah. our culture our society has hundreds of these myths floating around about where things come from and that is such a you know so visceral and so interesting and you can imagine like as a child that would be so interesting to hear like wow that's bizarre she chopped him up right. and used him to make the world i really like that line <laughs> but
1: and it also it also seems like a real like it could have it, been it could have mess, come from you any know, like, you know
0: you think about greek myths you know yeah. where zeus was giving birth right. out of his was it thighs and whatnot people coming out all <laughs> over the place yeah he was a swan <laughs> yeah. you know it doesn't matter that he say anything because he was a god he did anything he liked right. um in truth there's only one line i can i can I can use it's the line <laughs> it's the line that everyone loves it's the line that people say you know the people tweet that people love
1: well you have to say it now with the voice
0: Masaka is waking. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm even pulling his face. To do it. oh, it's
1: know.
0: such, you sad. know what? It's, it's such so a weird funny. line. And I don't know why. For me, it always, it sounds a bit too much like Masala. And so I I always <laughs> think of Masala when I when I hear that sentence.
1: Oh, that's um, funny.
0: I'm sorry. I always think yeah. of curry when I think of this episode.
1: <laughs> brent spiner's delivery of that line is, is just good. funny I, I, I one of the things i really do like about this episode is watching him get to play with all these different characters and all these different voices and all these, and you can tell he, he's yeah. having a good time you know and it's it's got to be nice the, the bit
0: where he sat
1: you're a little crazy when you're exactly. the straight man and he sat the there time.
0: on yeah. the warp core Waiting for Picard to arrive with his like legs yeah. spread and like that is yeah. such a weird image. Yeah. But you know, and it's now at the end of season seven. <laughs> if they're going to do some weird stuff, now's the time. Let's start getting weird because there's no more right. time after this. Yeah, hey. If you want to do it, you got it right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, and why not give him a, a, an episode where he gets to, you know, play I, I, a little I, bit I loved after? It.
0: Uh, I was. I, I like the fact. Yeah. That, I thought actually the cuts where they he changes character and then you see the the thing has changed on his chest. They yeah. they they cut that and framed it very yeah. well. So actually, he every time he noticed it, it was different when he was in a different character. And that was very well done. Um, right. Yeah, and he as far as I could tell, he was only four people. He's Ehart. He is the very scared child mm-hmm. or the scared man figure. He's Masako's father. Masaka's father and Masaka at the end. So he only plays four people, but he flits back and forth between them all. But uh, yeah, multiple personality disorder—that's what he's got. The android version, multiple personality disorder. Android version,
1: and it's like, okay, sure, okay, I'll give you that one. <laughs> Doesn't make any yeah. sense, but okay. <laughs> well, because then, too, what if they didn't? There wasn't an android on on I did,
0: board. I did think about you that. know well, they start, But I mean, it's it can <laughs> the, the transporter, the transporter, the, the probe can transform organic matter as well. So presumably one of the crew would have become Masaka. I'm not sure who it would have been. Maybe Troy? Start sunkenly connecting and becomes the Sun Queen? (laughs) I've got no idea. It would have been very strange to see that happen. What about you? What did you have for best possessed alien line?
1: Okay, so for the Reckoning, my best possessed alien line is silence and this is the prophet who has taken taken over kira's body refusing to even not just not speak to kaiwin but refusing to even acknowledge oh her existence
0: God, that is such a good choice that is such a good choice because that was such a powerful bit
1: such a burn, first of all, which I enjoy because <laughs> I really can't stand Kaiwen. But it's also it's but it's also a pretty important plot mm-hmm. point too, you know, because her her whole life she's been wait, she's never she's she's really really burned up that she's never spoken to the, the prophets have never spoken to her, you know. But they've mm-hmm. spoken to Ben, you know, so she's very jealous of that relationship. First off, then she finally meets one, and it. You know, she, and she, and she does everything she's supposed to, you know, she like bows and, oh, prophet, I'm here to, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever, I forget what she whatever she says, I'm here to serve you, I'm your servant, blah, blah, blah. And, and the, the prophet not only doesn't even speak to her, it doesn't even yeah. like, glance in her direction, you know, the prophet just speaks directly yeah. to the Cisco uh, about what's going on and then says, I, you know, I await their vessel. <laughs> And, cho- and chooses to just go catatonic instead of talking to Kaiway. It
0: was so cold. And it really sort of so cold. it really does, you know, like you almost feel a little bit for Kai Win because she I has invested too. so much. Uh
1: yeah, but it is, know. you know, it's a nice
0: <laughs> sort of metaphor for all the trappings of religion, uh, versus, you know, what right. a religion might be supposed to tell yes. you or the message. Um because yes. the two things can often be very different.
1: Right. Uh, yeah, someone so, you know and then they can see the the difference between someone like Kira yeah who you know just honestly puts her faith in the prophets and someone like mm-hmm. Wynn who just wants to use it as a means yeah. to her she, she's
0: played the system you know? uh, of belief yeah. that's built up around her it's not necessarily right. the same thing but it was a solid a solid gold snub by the Kira yeah. prophet and I love the that. look on That's her sweet. face and that was the, the that changed the the course of the event didn't it? because then she goes oh, and it, starts yeah. emitting the chronotons to drive them both away um right you know that that is such a good choice i'm very impressed by uh, that selection <laughs> thank you um and it's such a good bit because i never think i i i may have even gone ooh <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah I'll, right
1: yeah I was, I was like oh uh,
0: yeah okay possessed best possessed alien line you've you've been gutsy and picked literal silence and i am i am even though masaka is waking is probably the best thing about this episode (laughs) (laughs) i'm giving you the point because you've done such a good job
1: wow i am humbled by that (laughs) masaka is waking um yeah and it's oh you know, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give it to the reckoning too, because I, I, while I do en- enjoy saying Masaka is waking, like it's fun, yeah. it's funny. <laughs> it really is. It's one of those those funny things about yeah. Trek that's just you know, it makes you giggle it's, it's, every time, it's good. I like, and I'm glad to have it. I feel like this scene with Lakai is is like a turning point for her character. This is when she's finally like, you know I've, what? I've been doing the I'm wrong done thing, with this. Yeah. I've gone the wrong way. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> And she goes full on, full on evil. I mean, not that she wasn't evil before. Oh, yeah, this is not this is not her first turn with no. evil. But this is when I guess this starts the final, her final, the final part of her arc where she becomes a full on paw absolutely, raised, yeah, uh, uh, f- vessel. I yeah. guess you could say. Which makes it, it's interesting. I, I, I really like the way they went with this. Well, well, I'm sure we'll talk about it later. But uh, that she wasn't. It would have been too obvious if she was the Pa Wraith's cho- chosen yeah. uh it, Having <laughs> Jake as the
0: choice it was very <laughs> yeah. clever. Oh, uh, it was, a, it yeah. was almost a little left field because Jake Jake had gotten yeah. into that routine of being in some episodes but not very much. He just pops in for like a couple of right. scenes in the quarters and then you never see him again for the rest of the episode. Right. But here he popped in and then having forgotten him, the, the the producer made a clever decision to actually do what they usually do with Jake, which is have him have those few sort of emotional scenes with uh, Cisco at the beginning. And then out yeah. of nowhere, he's back at the end as, as the par eighth. And you're like, wow, I did not see that coming. He didn't know who, who it was going to be because it could have been anyone, but having Jake was a really yeah. good choice. And then it forces Cisco into this difficult position of what does he do? he could potentially stop yeah. stop the the battle happening but he chooses not to just to just to think that he would have been happy no happy is the wrong word he would have consented to the prophet's perhaps maybe killing his son and he would have gone oh, yeah. along with that as part of the story that he's in um and he if you right. know that's part but he his faith is also very strong where he's thought if i let them do this they'll look up they'll take care of him they they won't let that happen to him right and there's i suppose his faith paid off in a way but only because kai win intervened
1: and it's funny too because i i didn't see it coming that it was going to be jakey the first time i remember uh cuz you you think mm-hmm. it's going to be Kaiwen. It, it kind of makes sense that it'd be Kaiwen. And then and then you're I'm thinking oh maybe this is Kaiwen's last yeah, episode. Yeah, maybe yeah. she'll die, you know. When you see Kira, Kira oh Kira's the prophet. Maybe uh Kaiwen will be the Pa Wraith and, and they'll defeat the Pa Wraith and and that'll be it for Kaiwen. Yeah. Um but and then when it's Jake you're like oh no one of these two beloved characters you know they mm. I mean you don't think they're going to die. Yeah, you
0: don't know what's going to
1: happen. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, it makes a lot less certain what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, you don't know they've they built up the villain of the episode, but actually the villain of the episode isn't the villain in the end. Right? Oh, it, you oh. know it, it plays with your mind. It's very effective. That I thought
1: that was a really good reveal too.
0: When mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. on
1: on the promenade, uh, you know j- it, it, the the paw wraith has chosen its vessel, or Costumogen K- has chosen its vessel, and you see <laughs> uh, Sirach Lofton do this like swagger that he never yeah. does. Jake, you know, he does this, like, swagger and, like, leans on the on the uh, thing and his eyes glow red and you're like, oh, yes, no, my yes, baby, yes. my baby Jake, no.
0: He looks really demonic as well. The red eyes and those pulsing temples, they've done a really good job with that. Like, he looked really scary.
1: He looked really good, yeah. And he looks like so that. innocent, was- usually. <laughs> right. I thought he did a really good job acting he was evil. Like, he was possessed by evil at <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that part. So, yeah so it's it's funny you never know what's gonna happen on Snapchat. i never would have guessed that <laughs> masaka's waking would get <laughs> <Yeah>. shut out
0: <laughs> i think we just have to we just have to go with it that, that's the beauty of this yeah. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> right so my choice for round four i'm going to select best possessed crew member um. Okay. Well, you know, we could just keep talking about
1: uh, Jake because he is definitely my my choice uh, for best possessed crew member. Yeah. Uh, if if you, uh, runner up is Kara, Kara was a hundred percent willing to die. You know, for the profits. Uh-huh. And like you said, she had there's some great Zul. Yeah. Looks like
0: you know, it's the short she hair was... and the blue lights and, yes.
1: and, <laughs> and, and, and the and the uh fan that was blowing yes. on her yes. to make
0: it yes. on her hair, yes. yes. <laughs> it's so good, so that, effective.
1: But yeah, and, and she was you know, and she's Kara's awesome. But but Jake, here, this is a really big episode. For Jake's character, mm-hmm. it, I mean, in the beginning he starts out uh, rolling his eyes about all the emissary stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, when, they, when they go to Bahala and and he t- and he talks about how he's he's I mean he's afraid of it. He's literally legitimately afraid of it because he doesn't want to lose his father.
0: I was I was a bit yeah, so I was I, I was a bit sort of disappointed at his attitude towards going to the ruins and feeling everything was a bit boring. I was a bit like oh, that's a shame because you know that'd be interesting. But I can see his point of view when it's more it's more personal. It's not just a story; it's a, yeah. a thing that's happened to him.
1: I I agree. I think that kind of fits his character, though. At this, he reminds me Jake as a as a reporter kind of reminds me a little bit of season one Bashir. Mm. <laughs> you know how season one Bashir is just so naive and his and yeah. how gung ho he is about mm-hmm. things. A, a reporter young reporter Jake kind of has a little bit of that quality to him too. Yeah, uh, especially you know now before in this episode before. You know, he sees more of the the actual battles, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, and it actually does more in the field. work. I
0: guess, yeah, in the previous when he, when he was stationed on Deep Space Nine, when it had been taken by the, the Dominion, yeah. everything would have been an adventure. Everything's going to be interesting, and now it's gone down to yeah. nature. So yeah. oh, we found an ancient ruin. But uh, yeah, he's like, oh, a bunch yeah. of rocks, Yeah. <laughs>
1: But it's a, yeah, so I I totally agree with you, but uh but it fits his character, mm-hmm. I think. And, and and it definitely you know, he definitely has more of a point when they when they have that heart-to-heart and he talks about how he's just he's afraid that he's going to lose his father because of all this emissary mm-hmm. stuff, you know. But uh straight I'm straight up just going to quote what he says because this is the point to me when he really shows how much of his father's son he is. Um, and this is after, after it's over, and he's in the he's in the mm-hmm. infirmary, and Ben is by his side, as, by his bedside, and and you know, and, and you could tell how emotional Ben is and how upset he is about what he almost let happen. And Jake says, he says, when the paw wraith was inside me, I could feel its hatred, and I knew that no matter what, it couldn't be allowed to to win, even if it meant I had to die you did the right thing. Yeah. And that him him Jake saying that to Ben to comfort him is it, just uh it, it just it, it, it's what yeah. a moment, you know? What a, fa- a father son moment and what a way to to prove that you really are Ben's son and a hero and and, and, and I think it was right, it, you know, it, t- it took, it took uh, being possessed by an evil spirit to do it, but now he's, yeah, he's totally on board. on board and gets it, gets what it means to be the emissary. And just, you know, even if he has to die or even if he has to lose his father, that's just, you know, this is, it's bigger than them.
0: Yeah. And that, he's part of the story too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And they have a little bit more of an adult relationship. Mm-hmm. From then on, too, I think, which is which is really nice to see. I just I love their relationship so much and how it how it grew over the seven years. Yeah, and this this just get but that scene at the end just every time gets gets me so much. Just the the acting, uh, the 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 emotions you could see that Avery Brooks brings to what Ben's feeling and 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 how Jake, you know, and and how it's reversed. You know, it's been Ben in the infirmary. And, and, you know, Jake, it's just...
0: A lot lot of stuff happens when you're on Star Trek. If you're a a Star Trek (laughs) regular, a lot of stuff happens to you.
1: Even if your name isn't O'Brien, right?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) You know, it's not always as extreme as O'Brien, but still, a lot of crap happens to you. (laughs) A lot of stuff happens to
0: you. So I I have to say Jake is a great choice, because as we were saying, he is very, you know, when he is possessed, he has that you said the evil swagger yes. the red eyes the smirk <laughs> uh, he he looks great you know he looks classically <laughs> demonic i watch a lot of horror films yeah. i love that look yeah. you know you're in for a good a good film when that when that character comes on um <laughs> so he is a great choice um for my best possessed crew member i've only got the one option yeah. uh data <laughs> and every scene he is in where he is possessed is very weird <laughs> uh it is but uh, if i'm going to pick a best possession i would pick ehat yeah um ehat is as as possessed goes, he's very annoying i would say that was his predominant characteristic he actually copies and repeats repeats people he repeats picard he's quite evasive he laughs he lounges around the enterprise and the others aren't really like him they're all yeah. they're all very exaggerated characters as well and his exaggerated characteristic is being annoying, so he's like the Loki, and then you've got the right. the much um, you've you've got the very terrified uh, character who uh, nearly breaks Picard's arm because he's got the strength of Data, which is uh, I thought was quite a nice touch. Oh yeah, and also I like the fact they didn't explain that; they just you know you have to know that Data's super strong for that to yeah. make sense. Uh, they didn't explain. Oh, your super strength is uh, going to break my arm. You're gripping it so tightly. Um, <laughs> he becomes he becomes that sort of raspy, uh, breathless Masako's father, and I, I like that character as well. And I liked it particularly when he was explaining to uh, Picard what the symbols meant. Um, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that scene. Oh, yeah, uh, that's
1: a really good scene. Yeah,
0: and, that was, and I almost thought of trying to work that into the poet into the poem. <laughs> but it, it does. Yeah, I didn't in the end, but I really liked the, you know, the horizon, the point of light. I oh. thought that was a really nice little touch. Um, yeah. So my best possessed crew member was Data, and E Hat was his best but most annoying possessor.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Red Spiner is, is like tailor made to pay, to play those kinds of impish. Like you said, low key yeah. Puck
0: <laughs> P- yeah.
1: characters. He's really. He's he really he
0: was very good at it. <laughs> if, if this had been a series two, would we have seen E Hat come back in series four? <laughs> Maybe we would have. <laughs>
1: Be like, like, oh, there's a little bit of, of left residual programming in your positronic. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> they <There's> will <laughs> suddenly start seeing some symbols pop up. Like, what's this?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> masks too. Oh, no. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, my God. Would they, would, would, what would they call it? Ooh, masks too. Probably. Yeah, why not? Oh. Masks 2. Go for it. <laughs> I can't do anything <laughs> cleverer than that. <laughs> What is, um, what is
1: it? Son of the Mask? I think it's the Oh,
0: God, it is. It's Jamie Kennedy. I'm surprised how much I know about this. Jim, Jim,
1: Jim Carrey, is it?
0: Uh, maybe. Jim Carrey's in the Mask. Jamie Kennedy's in the Son of the Mask. Uh,
1: okay. So I
0: yeah. <laughs> we- weirdly, I don't know why I was That's looking funny. at the Mask Wikipedia page today. <laughs> but, I mean,. This is because, as part of my research for this, mask led to mask led to mask, and I was reading oh, Jim you Carrey's hole. I
1: don't
0: know why. I don't know why. Has nothing is relevant to what we're talking uh, about. I love it what <laughs> well, was, you, was you, interesting.
1: He wasn't son of the mask. Yeah, Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny.
0: Um, <laughs> okay, points wise, where are out points to? Where's your point going?
1: Oh, geez. Uh, this is actually, this is a challenging one to me because, I mean, Data went through a lot and he did. And you're right, he played four different characters. And I actually thought, I thought the the way he did, he played Masaka was, was pretty, um, was, was pretty subtle. It wasn't as like pompous Queen of Hearts as it could have, you know what I mean? It could have mm-hmm. been really like
0: off it, with their heads
1: kind of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> he, he didn't go that way.
0: Yeah, but the way the story was going, it was it was becoming much more ceremonial. You know, the, yeah, the, the ship had yeah. been transfor- transformed into an altar or a temple. He I was know. now wearing the actual Masako mask rather than just uh, Masako mask rather than the um, just having the symbol on his forehead. And then he was interacting sure. with somebody else who was part of the ritual as well. It all became much more formal and ceremonial at that point which uh well, which I liked,
1: also yeah also though picard knowing exactly what to do helped like you could have seen mm-hmm. seen that getting out of control if it was someone who didn't know how to play the part exactly the same with as much grace as picard did mm-hmm. then she could have she could have turned angry and gotten off with her head kind of you know true, that's true. <laughs> so, but um but i'm I, points wise I, i'm going with jake Sisko. I think this is his, one of his um, one of his better moments, and it's the heart of the episode. So,
0: it's point to Jake. It's a good turn for Jake, but I think I am gonna. I've I've stolen stolen a point from Data already by 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 Masaka is waking <laughs> not not making it. I'm going to give this to data for his portrayal of the yeah. very irritating E Hut yes, and the voice, the very <laughs> nasal sort of whiny voice he's got. Uh, so oh, okay. data gets my point.
1: And you're right, the mannerisms too. Yeah, that he uses for that character. Yeah,
0: <laughs> he really throws himself into it. When he's the old man, oh. he's wrapped around that little fountain. He's like. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't really. Work. You, should, you can't see me, but I literally did the action. I hugged the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, As, uh, so we're entering the final round. Okay. As points go, I believe we're at even Stevens. Really? Oh my. I think we are. I think we're four points each. Yeah. So that means the, uh, okay. the final category could be the decider. Jen, please, final category.
1: All right, so our final category today, our deciding category, as it turns out, is going to be the Courageous Captain Award.
0: This is, this is going to be a good one, yeah. actually. I like this.
1: So give us your um,
0: the, the moment. The, moment that, the Courageous yeah, Moment. For I yeah. thought there were two standout moments for not just – so Picard all the way through this episode has been, has been on it, deciphering, discussing, yeah. leading – very impressive portrayal, but for actual courage, there's two points where he throws himself into it. There's at one point where he's deal he's making a deal with Ehat, and he volunteers to be on Masaka's sacrificial slab yep. in Ehat's place, yep. and that sort of that signals the slight turning where Ehat is like realizes he can bargain, and you know it he can make a deal and maybe save himself. And he believes Picard, and Picard would do it. He would sacrifice himself for this character, which is inside Data. Um, and I thought that was quite courageous, because at this point, you're really still not entirely sure what's going on or why. Um, but it's it, it very, you know, he, without second thought, throws himself into it and says, I will take your place. You don't need to worry. If this happens, I, I will do it and not you. And that is sort of where... Uh, Ehat realises he can trust Picard a little bit and information starts getting shared. So I like that bit. But the most courageous part for me was the final confrontation. And the fact that Picard says just before he goes down there, essentially he's winging it. He has really no idea exactly what the ritual's supposed to do. He's going to just sort of take the knowledge he has and the confidence he has in making decisions just right at the time, he's going to head down there and participate in this ritual event and play through it, knowing that all he's really got is his knowledge and his bluster to try and get through. And the the whole the stake, of the, the entire ship is at stake if he doesn't succeed. So the, for me, the courageous moment of just stepping into the unknown, believing in himself with the skills he has, and then... Playing it perfectly with every decision and every sentence, knowing he has to say exactly the right thing for the story to progress and unfold, and for uh, Kogano to take his place, and for then Masaka to become the hunter. I thought that was excellent and very courageous.
1: And this is something too that I'm not sure how this episode would have turned out with any of the other captains. You know, this is, <laughs> is tailor made Picard for Picard's strengths.
0: Exactly. Um, Completely.
1: Ah, oh, yeah. And, and he was so brave. Uh, another th- part that I think was really brave was, was just the, him, him figuring out which rune to use and then them just creating, you know, plugging that one into the Matrix. Not yeah. knowing, he, they didn't know what would happen. Uh, they could, they been a, it, it turned out it just made a mask, which was perfect, but yeah. they don't know what would have happened. He was just that, you know, this was the captain with, with. The, this is our really our last best hope
0: uh, uh, of it,
1: stopping this and saving the sh- our ship from being transformed into I, who knows what.
0: And I thought that was a nice sort of mysterious moment when they plugged the icon in and the mask appeared. Yeah. Because you know, cool. they, I suppose they could have, you know, if the, if the roof had turned into palm fronds, they'd all decompress. Right. Um, but the mask <laughs> appeared. But I think this again goes back to the problem with the episode that nobody knows what was going to happen. But I think it's very yeah. unclear. It was very hard to follow perhaps what you thought could happen. And, yeah. you know, well, why are we doing this? Why does it matter whether somebody plays Corgano? Would somebody always have had right. to play Corgano? Right. It, Perhaps if they, yeah, I mean, and why would they transform the ship into the into a planet? It just doesn't make yeah. it doesn't make it doesn't <laughs> make any sense. Make uh, what are they trying to achieve?
1: <laughs> yeah, um, and, you know what? It's and it, it's almost it's almost a problem that's too tailor made for Picard. It is. It's almost like they just said, you know, let, let's, let's find a way we can make use of his archaeology and mythology skills. <laughs> doesn't really have to uh, on, make any logical sense. On, on the other
0: hand, like aliens can nice. be alien, you know. They can come up with completely different yeah, mindsets well, or yeah. ideas or things that they want. That's but then that, I suppose that undermines the, ent- the, the point of the, ep- the episode, which is Picard has knowledge of cultures which are the same as this. So they must have that sort of similar basis you know, they're not so different because he manages to figure out what their story is based on similar yeah. stories, which you already knew. But, uh, yeah, it,
1: it, it I, I kind of like that idea, too, that everybody, you know, every every culture kind of has its own version of yeah. creation myths and things yeah. like that. But they're all even alien ones are, uh, you know, <laughs> alike enough. To ours to and, and I suppose that, be able that, to kind of extrapolate yeah, and
0: it, it right. tells you a little bit about the the, cool. the the culture cool. that or the, the organic life that would have lived there. You know, they must have had to right. rely on the sun somehow or they can at least exist in a, in that kind of system. Whereas there are other planets like I don't know, the, the Voyager species, night, where that they right. all exist in darkness. Yeah, so their yes. creation myths yeah. would be completely different. They wouldn't right. worship the sun god. Yeah. What if they had an archive that was getting sent out? what would we make of that? it would be completely different yeah. we wouldn't be able to understand that anyway we digress captain picard yeah. is mad <laughs> courageous
1: he is in this yeah that that was good and i agree i would have been afraid to uh, <laughs> to say you know basically force data's hand into becoming masaka you know creating they created the temple yeah in the hallway like that that's forcing that hand is a courageous it thing is. to do it's I scary. suppose it's, it's an intelligent thing to do as
0: well because if Masaka has already woken or you know the, the ship was tremoring hat said Masaka's right. here this is almost sort of corralling Masaka well, we, well let's get Masaka somewhere yeah. we know she's going to be um yeah it was a smart strategy
1: yeah. to try to yeah oh uh, yeah get it over with while there's still some ship to absolutely, salvage absolutely before it
0: becomes <laughs> Uh, yeah, just aqueducts them all into space.
1: Who was your correct?
0: What was your courageous okay. captain moment for Captain?
1: Okay, so I mean this this one's pretty mm-hmm. obvious. <laughs> so uh, this it, we've talked a little bit about about this earlier about about you know the steps Cisco has taken in his emissary mm-hmm. journey. Uh, here and and you know, and he and he has that moment with Dax where he calls them the, the you know, the prophets, and she says, Well, you used to call them wormhole mm-hmm. aliens. That was a touch. And 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 does that does it the, is there a difference? Like, does it does it does that mean anything different? And and you know, he and you have him kind of play not not as much believing in them from a religious. Aspects of you know even though they they pretty much th- they are cisco's creator <laughs> uh, yeah of course yeah he but, is a wor- uh, yeah.
0: he is a wormhole alien in essence or at least yeah. partially related <laughs> to them
1: the wormhole aliens had had a handing mm-hmm. his creation but uh but 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 just respecting it in the sense of like these these beings are out of time and they have given the bajorans you know, little bits and pieces to try to make sense of what's going on. So I mean, you have to respect it from that mm-hmm. from that end. But then at the end, and here's my, you know, my Courageous Captain Award actually showing faith in the prophets so much so that he was willing to let the battle continue, even though his son might lose his life, mm-hmm. uh, the battle against evil um you know they, they he gets he has a very easy out uh, sign you know techno Babble out of oh, you raise the chronoton slowly and and they have to yeah. vacate their mm-hmm. you know corporeal uh <laughs> vessel um and he doesn't take it because he legitimately believes that not because he thinks it will benefit him but because he legitimately believes that, the prophets will protect yeah. Jake. Um, based on what? Like, I don't. I I would not have that faith. Yeah, like, it's <laughs> a very
0: concerning thing.
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could have done that in that situation. But he's and the way you know Avery Brooks's delivery. But he has these moments of just that just really just grabs me in the gut. That-
0: They've done well with voices for these captains because both of them have got such excellent voices.
1: Oh, gosh. Yeah, but, but he grabs me in the gut when he says... Um... You know, Jadzia comes to him. And she's like, you know, we can stop this. You know, Worf's got the chronotons ready, um, and he, he, and, you know, and Cisco says the prophets will protect him. And, and she's like, how do you know? And and the, the delivery of his line when he he says like a, a desperate, I know, like I can't, yeah. I can't even do it, you know, because he's he's Avery Brooks, <laughs> but he's the way he delivers the I know, yeah. like I just know it, I know that they will protect him. And at that moment, like the, his faith in that moment, and Kaiwin sees that. And is so bitterly jealous of that, that genuine sort faith, of yeah, faith. That genuine faith that he has in that moment—that she uh, she then sabotages know, the battle, Derails the yeah. reckoning. And yeah, yeah. Ugh. It, Oh man! But what a what it, a courageous it is thing incredibly to do.
0: Courageous, and it, you know, it it's hard to know whether he actually believes the prophets will protect Jake or whether he would or whether he's worried that they he may die and that he is actually sacrificing his son yeah. for this event right. to unfold right. and that
1: and, and and either of those is courageous uh, exactly exactly
0: <laughs> and he's doing he's essentially doing both he's hoping for one yeah. but d- accepting the fact that maybe it's the other as well and right. i don't know maybe oh, this is where God. he begins to sort of become more I mean the, the the wormhole aliens are treated as gods by the Bajorans, and they have certainly a lot of godlike qualities. But then right. what Sisko does here is as I said before he's essentially saying he'd sacrifice his only son for the sake of Bajor, which is a classically biblical god thing to do. So maybe this is the idea yes. whereby, you know this is the, the this is where Sisko starts to become not just a human, not just a captain, but he starts moving up the ranks to become something more than he is, uh, and a sense of being a wormhole alien at the end. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's it's such a good pick, and it's so courageous. And you got to think, in that situation, would you have the guts to be the person who's just like, "Yeah, carry on, we're going right. to keep on doing this."
1: <laughs> let's see this play out.
0: <laughs> that yeah, let's just ramp up those yeah. tones. Oh yeah, I would have. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
1: But it, I, I love, I love that the person I, I love the person who's who stopped this what their motivation was for stopping this is fascinating to me. the way they did that the way they made Kaiwin so bitter with jealousy yeah about Cisco's faith. what an interesting motivation for for a villain. It's you so know?
0: compelling to watch her go through all these machinations yeah. and do all this horrible stuff. she's so yeah. good at being horrible. Yeah, you, uh, you really feel it, and that's why you love watching Kai win because you really f- and you uh, you oh, really yeah. test her as a character. She is so good in this in this series. Kai win is perfect, and uh, I recognised her from One Flow Over the Cuckoo's she, Nest, which I'd seen years before the, De- which I'd seen before Deep Space Nine started, and I remember thinking, oh, she's just horrible, just like she was in One Flow Over the Cuckoo's Nest. She's awful. Yeah. And she's so good at being awful. That's why she's cast again. She's
1: so bad. I I love her. <laughs> I, I I love mm. watching her. I love to hate Kai Wynn. You know.
0: I don't think we've ever had a. I mean, Ducat is hateable. Oh yeah. But I don't think there's anyone anyone in Star Trek you hate as much as Kai Wynn. I yeah. think she's the most hated.
1: <laughs> we you could have a whole. Uh...
0: There's a whole snapchat <laughs> <trick> here somewhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you can Unpleasant people, characters. Has own, yeah, everyone has, has their own uh, most hated villain. I I I hate Kai wins my most hated villain because she's the most typical. Like, even though she's she's exceptionally evil, but she's also very typical. Like,
0: mm-hmm. there
1: are so many people like her in positions of power. That, yeah, that's what makes her compelling as a villain. Yeah,
0: she she's not she's not a space dictator. She's not not yeah. she power. All the power she's got is power that a person could have. She has normal person power, and she's awful with it.
1: She uses it to ma- manipulate. Yeah, you know, and and oh yeah.
0: We've we've derailed. We've derailed. <laughs> We're talking about Kaiwin and how horrible she is, and we are right. Ugh. But we oh, need to dish out some points yes. for this final category. Courageous captain point. Where did your point go, Jen?
1: Okay. Well, Picard did did save his ship. I'll give it to him, and and he was very courageous in this episode. But obviously, you know, having your 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 son's life on the line, uh, I gotta gotta give it up to Benjamin Cisco for this one, for my point.
0: I wholeheartedly agree. Picard does a stellar job, as we'd come to accept, expect by the end of Season 7, right. but this, the, the sacrifice and the difficult situation that uh, Sisko is willing to put himself in, all the way through this episode, to balance mm-hmm. between being a captain and being an emissary, and then right. at the end, he's making some some really hard choices, and just Solid faith, this is going to turn out right. And if it doesn't work out the way, I've, the way I want it to, it's still the right thing to do. Right. It's just so good. Uh, my point has to go to Cisco. Amazing stuff.
1: All right. So what's our final score?
0: Uh, the final scores are six points to The Reckoning and four points to Masks.
1: Okay. And I
0: think I would have been disappointed if it turned out any other way. Because I enjoyed watching these two episodes, but I I really really enjoyed watching the Reckoning again.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I enjoy watching masks. Like it was, it's fun to have an have an excuse to watch mm-hmm. the ma- to watch masks again. Uh, but the Reckoning is is one of my uh, I think it's a little bit of an underrated episode too. I I, I really enjoy the. Reckoning.
0: I think it might be a bit underrated as well, but I'm yeah. I'm going to be shouting its uh, shouting its praises. For yeah. the next couple of weeks certainly one of my faves it was so good oh yeah okay well well so? well done good uh, battle <laughs> let's uh very quick it
1: wasn't, it wasn't a battle good versus evil it was more of a
0: <laughs> yeah it wasn't a good versus, it was more like you know interesting versus bizarre
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah compelling versus weird yeah, yeah.
0: But I, I appreciated it, and it, it still works as a you know. as possessed aliens taking over your body. It works. Oh, possessed my. deities, <laughs> not just aliens, gods.
1: Yes, gods. Not that's true. Not just it's so uh, specifically, yeah, aliens specifically gods. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting the way they handle the religions too, because it, you know, I mean, I we you could do a whole you know PhD dissertation on the way. Yep. At Deep Space Nine handles religion, but it's funny just the difference of where where this is a mytho- you know, this is treated as a mythology, and the Bajorans, but you know, because we we have met the wormhole aliens, is is not you know tr- not treated like Starfleet as a mythology, but also not strictly as a religion.
0: Yeah, it's,
1: that it's, they take seriously either. You know what I mean? Like this it's, it's just it's, a complex a
0: reality. Yeah. Um,
1: yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's
0: it's very bizarre. So if 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 we if we quickly throw out a couple of uh, a couple of categories, we think we may have won or lost. What do you think? I think if we would uh, discussed what was the best religion or mythology, I you know I presume we'd give it to the Bajorans because theirs is quite detailed and rings through all of Deep Space Nine. But I did enjoy the mythology of uh, uh, of the Darse probe.
1: Yeah. I- I would have been interested to see more of this ship transformed yes. too. I would like
0: to have seen what it was going to it's become been- at the end. Presumably it was going to become a temple yeah, in its own yeah. right, which I think could have been very interesting right. if it had become like a floating space temple. Although I like the way the Dase probe looks. It has that very, has a very Aztec quality yes. to it. All the strange lines. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: And what did they say? It was something like 87 million 87 years old or something like that. 87
0: million years old.
1: So... I mean, th- this it, like, like I think Picard says at one time it was deceptively mm. simple. Yes, uh, mythology and, and the designs mm-hmm. and everything. Because yeah, this is some some uh, <laughs> pretty pretty advanced Very technology. Advanced to transform like even jordy was impressed when yeah. they were in 10-4 and he's like i don't know how they did this but they did
0: this, tra- they did. Up, <laughs> this is what's happening or they've transmuted the things we already had yeah. into new things right using that using that beam right. yeah it's good it's great stuff and we didn't even talk about the fact that they find it in a comet and the whole first sequence is them probing the yeah. comet and it's like oh <laughs> that's a really exciting like what a mystery we found something in the heart of a comet then it just becomes bizarre. But it was a very, you know, great sci-fi start.
1: Right. Was the point then that the comet would, like, hit a planet eventually and they would recreate the I, temple you know
0: me, the planet? Or- you know, 87 million <laughs> years it's been traveling between these two sectors. Yeah. Maybe, wow. was it heading somewhere? Cool. I mean, 87 million years is a long time to get anywhere. That yeah. is, you know, even we'd be somewhere if, if we left in a ship that was traveling that right. slow. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: Yeah, I don't know, but that's it. We we don't know what they were thinking. We don't know whether Masaka set this all up. We don't know who did it. It, It's still just bizarre. We need a we need like a we need a lower decks to go back and do the second contact and find out what's going on to to explain what happened in masks.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because I'm still not sure if Masaka was a person or a god. Yeah, like a myth, and it it
0: was just like a holodeck program that was playing out, like you know, a, a program to be her. But not actually her, yeah, or right. yeah, or a memory right. recording huh. for anyway. <laughs> uh, that could have been interesting.
1: Yeah, um, the other category I could have won best memeable moment because one one of my best memes comes from from this episode when uh, it's the, this is the great Cisco face palm. <laughs> and he does it when he's told he gets he gets told that Kai Nguyen is on her way <laughs> to the station. And he's just very like eye roll slash face palm into his hand. It's, it's one of my favorite memes. <laughs> but now it's just I see it as a meme, yeah. you know, every time I see that part. Yeah, that is I just cute. love it. I love to use it because I know that it's him rolling his eyes at the fact that he has to deal with Kai Win. Oh,
0: she's so awful. <laughs> no, I totally understand that. Like I totally understand it. Oh
1: man. All
0: right. Well, thanks for one hell of a game. Jen, let everyone know how they can get in touch with you.
1: Yeah, so you can get in touch with me on Twitter. I'm at Edith quarks, and please do. I love to to talk about Star Trek. <laughs> how about you, Ross?
0: You can get in touch with me on Twitter as well, at strtrk1701. You can contact us at Snaptrack. You can send us your limericks, your poems, your ideas for categories, um, ideas for comparison episodes, which we should do in the future. We love hearing from you, and uh, we love reading out poems uh, that you sent us, so do send them across. In the next episode of Snap Trek, we will be celebrating Star Trek Picard by looking at two episodes that might be relevant to the new series. We will be comparing TNG's iBorg versus Voyager's Drone. Both episodes which see the Borg deconstructed. Um, well, I'm very excited to see where this is going to lead.
1: And I'm very excited that I, I never would have guessed that uh, <laughs> that we would need to revisit these, these Borg episodes. That's not where I thought this was going, and I'm very, very, very excited, especially to see Seven of Nine back, so... This is i am absolutely
0: good. thrilled the seven of nine as appearance was a massive treat. oh
1: my god what it was what a wonderful surprise i never guessed
0: <laughs> it, this is truly going to be like a proper franchise show i'm so excited yes. for it
1: i was just doing romulan homework not borg homework <laughs> before the trailer came out this is great <laughs> i
0: know i know um all right it was lovely speaking to you all and see you next time bye bye bye
1: by an ops. He can trigger the Chronoton generator at your command. You can still end this, Ben.
0: No, I've got to play this thing out. That is your son out there. Don't you think I know that? The Prophets will protect him.
1: They're trying to kill him.
0: No, they're trying to destroy the paw The Prophets will not let anything happen to him. How do you know that? I know...